Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. Today we're going to be covering Chapter 5 of Mysteries of Creation. We'll be on pages 47 to 51, and the title of the chapter is Times and Seasons. I'll dedicate the program with a prayer, and then we'll get right into the reading. O God, the Eternal Father, we come to Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, and offer up this time of dedication to learn of Thee and Thy ways. We love Thee, Father, and we look forward to Thy kingdom on the earth in its fullness as Zion is redeemed. Father, please lead us and guide us in the path that thou would have us take, that we may go to the places that you would have us go and do the things that you would have us do. We love thee, Father, and we thank thee for the atoning sacrifice of thy Son, even Jesus Christ. We thank Thee, Father, for His willingness to pay for our sins and transgressions. And we ask Thee, Father, to forgive us through the atonement of our sins and transgressions, that though we are fallen, corruptible individuals, that You would forgive us and make us clean and pure of our sins and transgressions, that we might have thy spirit to be with us more fully that we may be able to hear thy word and the prompting of thy spirit more fully that we might be tools in thine hand to bring about thy work on the earth I now offer up this time of dedication to you in reading and discussing and giving my commentary on this book in this chapter. I ask thee, Father, to guide my words and my thoughts as we go over this subject of times and seasons. And I say these things in the name of Messiah. Amen. Times and Seasons, Chapter 5 of Mysteries of Creation, pages 47 to 51. God's Time versus Man's Time. Time. Another scriptural problem pertaining to the Earth's creation is the length of time it took. This is probably the biggest difference between science and religion, and even religionists disagree 
among themselves. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. The determination of the length of a day is inconclusive, although it may seemingly be a matter of little significance, yet it is important to, in understanding the timetable used by the Lord in his work of creating our world. The Lord has said, quote, Our judgment goeth before the face of him who sitteth upon the throne and governeth and executeth all things. He comprehended all things, and all things are before him, and all things are round about him, and he is above all things, and in all things, and is through all things, and is round about all things. And all things are by him, and in and of him, even God, forever and ever. And again, verily I say unto you, he hath given a law unto all things, by which they move in their times and their seasons. And their courses are fixed, even the course of the heavens and the earth, which comprehendeth the earth and all the planets. They give light to each other in their times and their seasons, in their minutes, in their hours, in their days, in their weeks, in their months, in their years. All these are one year with God, but not with man. Doctrine and Covenants, section 88 verse 40 through 44, or on page 48, if you're reading along. Thus the time set by the Lord is different from the time recognized by man. Man measures time according to the rotations of the earth around the sun. However, God does not. The prophet Joseph explained why there is a difference in answer to the question, is not the reckoning of God's time, angel's time, prophet's time, and man's time according to the planet on which they reside? I answer yes. Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 4 and 5. The Apostle Orson Pratt said that some words were translated differently in some of the scriptures, so the difference in the reckoning of time between man and God is difficult to understand. The book of Abraham, translated by the prophet Joseph Smith, also contains an account of the creation and the fall of man. But the word translated day in Genesis is translated in the book of Abraham as time. In the time that thou that thou created, I'm sorry, in the time that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. In the next sentence, the same book says, speaking of time, the reckoning of time was not yet given to men. That is, the Lord had reckoned previous to that period by the duronal rotations of Kolob, and that 
without doubt was the day referring to in to in which our first parents should die if they ate of the forbidden fruit journal of discourses volume 16 page 317 well real quick i want to go and see what darun now means because i've never even seen that word before so i'm going to look it up in my uh if i can get it to work all right in the oxford american writers thesaurus Daruno is an adjective. It means the patient's mood is determined by Daruno events or daily, every day, day to day. Um, okay, so that's interesting. Um, in the new Oxford American Dictionary, Diorno. No, it's an adjective of. Of or during the day of animals active in the daytime um, of flowers open only in the daytime. Uh, the second definition is daily each day um, astronomy of or resulting from the daily rotations of the earth. And it comes from late Middle English. As a term in astronomy, well, that's interesting. And then one more, I think, actually, there's a bunch more. We'll just do one more. Here's the Oxford Dictionary of English. Huh, so you're going to learn new words with the, with me. <laughs> anyway, um, it basically just says the same thing. So it's basically what this means right here, um, that the Lord had reckoned previous to that period by the Dioruno rotations of Kolob. Maybe that means that the daily or yearly or whatever the rotations are. Anyway, continuing on with the reading here, we're at 39%. One day equals a thousand years when a garden was planted in Eden. Adam was formed that of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Bereshit or Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. We're on page 49 at 44%. Shortly thereafter, however, Adam proceeded to have his dinner from the tree of knowledge, yet he lived on this earth for nearly a thousand years. Was someone just pulling his leg, or were they using a different clock? Yeah, they were using a different clock, because he did die at the end of Adam's life. He had been on the earth, both in the garden before and after the fall, about the space of 999 years and six months or something to that effect. And I get that from Joseph Smith. And I might be a little off because it's been a while since I've read that, but I think we're going to read it somewhere in this this chapter. So I think, I'm not sure. Anyway, we're at 47%. Joseph Fielding Smith, in agreement with Orson Pratt, explained the difference. 
Quote, when this earth was created, it was not according to our present time, but it was created according to Kolob's time, for the Lord has said it was created on celestial time, which is Kolob's time. Then he revealed to Abraham that Adam was subject to Kolob's time before his transgression. And quote, Doctrine of Salvation, Volume 1, page 79. And Abraham recorded, And I saw the stars that they were very great, and that one of them was nearest unto the throne of God, and were, and many were, and there were many great ones which were near unto it. And the Lord said unto me, These are the governing ones, and the name of the great one is Kolob, because it is near unto me. For I am the Lord thy God. I have set this one to govern all those which belong to the same order as that upon which thou standest. And the Lord said unto me by the Urim and Thummim, or Tumim, <laughs> that Kolob was after the manner of the Lord according to its times and seasons in the revolutions thereof. That one revolution was a day unto the Lord after his manner of reckoning it being 1,000 years according to the time appointed unto that whereon thou standest. This is the reckoning of the Lord's time according to the reckoning of Kolob. Abraham chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. Thus Abraham understood the difference between these time zones, and he wrote, Quote, now I, Abraham, saw that it was after the Lord, Lord's time, which was after the time of Kolob, for as yet the gods had not appointed unto Adam his reckoning. Abraham chapter 5, verse 13, and we're on page 50 at 68% of the reading. Thus, after Adam left the garden, he began a different timetable. God's time ended with Adam's fall, and man's time began. It appears, then, that if Adam were told he would die in the day he ate of the tree of knowledge, he and he lived for about a thousand years, then one day of man's time must be a thousand years of Kolob's, or God's time. The scriptures bear this out, quote, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Psalms chapter 90, verse 4. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. In concluding this subject, the translation of the facsimile 2, figure 1 in the book of Abraham, clearly states the correct timetable. The measurement according to the celestial time, which celestial time signifies one day, to a cubit, one day in Kolob is equal to a thousand years according to the measurement of this earth, 
which is called by the Egyptians Jaharet, I guess. Anyway, that's Pearl of Great Price, page 30. The creation of this world was according to the plan and was organized in specific time periods. However, Brigham Young said that the exact length of time to create an earth is relatively insignificant for man to know. His comment was, quote, and we're on page 50 if you're reading along, and we're at 87%, so this will be a pretty short program compared to the last chapter. It is said in this book, holding up the Bible, that God made the earth in six days. This is a mere term, but it matters not whether it took six days, six months, months, six years, or 6,000 years. The creation occupied certain periods of time. We are not authorized to say what the duration of these days was, whether Moses penned these words as we have them, or whether the translators of the Bible have given their words given their words their intended meaning. However, God created the world. And quote Journal of Discourses, volume eighteen, page two hundred and thirty one. Within our solar system, there are many different sizes of planets, and some took longer to organize than others. However, the actual time of their creation is not any more important than the different amounts of time that it takes us to build our homes here. So that is the end of that chapter. When we come back for the next episode, uh, we'll be in chapter 6. Two creations, spiritual and temporal. And I really like this chapter. It talks about why there's two creation accounts in the the book of Bereshit or Genesis. One being a temporal and the other being a spiritual uh, uh, creation or a spiritual organization of the world. So anyway, I think that it's going to be very important for us to get into that topic so that we can... uh, ponder over the things which um which are and how the creation happened um i think a lot of people have a lot of ideas that do not align with scripture and uh, as i like to say you know if you want to know the truth you have to go to the one who has the truth god is the only one who is authorized to give you the correct interpretation of scripture or the correct definitions thereof. He's it. You can learn from man all you want, but ultimately we must all go to God to get the correct interpretation from the source and uh, do as James chapter 1 verse 5 suggests. If you lack wisdom, ask God and he will give it to you freely and he will not punish you. Nevertheless, let him ask in faith, not waver, for he that is like a wave is tossed to and fro on the sea. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And what what that means is that we should study these things out. This program that I do not only gives the witness of my ministry, but also we talk about these things 
as part of you studying it out. And as you study it out, you ask God to inspire you to understand the truth, and then you ask for confirmation of the Spirit and revelation so that you can know God's interpretation, not man's, not your own. In doing these things, you will become a prophet. Because a prophet is an individual who God speaks to. And Moses said God would that all his children were prophets. I think some people take these things and they run amuck with them. Uh, talking about how they're the Lord's anointed or there can only be one prophet or whatever. That's simply not true. God is no respecter of persons. He invites all to come to him, whether they are poor or rich or whether they have a platform on uh, the internet (laughs) or at a church podium or at a general conference. God wants us all to come to him. Trust not in the arm of flesh. Trust not in uh, in a friend is what the scripture says. Do not place your trust in a guide. When Nephi was walking in the dream, he was on the straight and narrow path, and it was that he followed a religious leader. That's what took him into the fog in the mist of darkness. As soon as he stopped following someone else and cried out to God, he found his way back to the straight, uh, to the iron rod in the straight and narrow path, which took him to the tree of life, which is where he wanted to be to begin with. But so many people follow the religious man, and this the religious man might even be a prophet of God. Like I want you to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. I want you to go to God. On your own, not just to follow me or to hear what I say. I want you to go to God on your own. I don't want to be the religious man that you put your trust in and follow into the darkness or into the, the, the cloud or into the midst. I want you to go to God. You can hear the words that are coming out of my mouth and hopefully they inspire you to ponder over these things. But ultimately, it's a do-it-yourself program. You have to go to God if you want to know truth. So anyway, this will be one of my shorter episodes. Um, I'll probably record the other, uh, this other one today. It's like I got up at like 2, I think it was like 2.30 in the morning. After I drove... Um, Four days, uh, 14 hours a day each day, uh, except for the last day. Um, I actually was able to get um, seven loads in in three days. And then on my last day, I was able to do one load, which was good for me because I was so exhausted. 
I was running so hard and like I was just like I wasn't slowing down for nothing. I mean within my legal limits, but I was I didn't stop except for the fuel. I have everything with me on the truck. I don't need to get food or anything like that. You know. I um then I sleep in the truck. Excuse me. So yesterday when I when I got home, um, I was pretty exhausted. I only drove about 1,500 miles in the four days because a lot of my job is actually um, looking or hooking up and babysitting hoses that I hook to oil tanks that I pull the oil off the tanks and then uh, transport it to a rail yard where they load it into a big tank and then that gets loaded into small train car tanks well small compared to the big tank and they get transported down to a refinery in houston i think so i just uh, i drove like a um pretty consistent and i got loaded and i got unloaded and i just kept going and by the time i'm done i am exhausted and I slept on and off yesterday, like all day long. I tried to be awake so I could like visit with my kids and sit with my wife and whatever. But I actually had a drink um, full of ice yesterday and I was holding it sitting on the couch and I fell, <laughs> I fell asleep and dumped the, uh, the ice all over the ice water all over my crotch and i was like oh well that i woke up here i am <laughs> so i looked at my wife and i said well that doesn't prove to you i'm tired i don't know what will uh, what will show you that i'm tired <laughs> excuse me anyway but um I really enjoy my job, but um, it takes a toll on me. Um, after 28 years of driving a semi truck, uh, 3 million plus miles, I don't even know anymore. Um, I have arthritis from the top of my spine down to the bottom of my spine, and I've got multiple bulge discs and burn spurs and degenerative disc disease which comes from the vibrations of driving a truck all these years and uh, although I do love driving a truck it it is very how do you say <laughs> it, it hurts me to be in a vehicle that's why I don't like to be in cars that's why I don't I drive the truck and I get the money and I do my job and then I just don't, I don't want to travel. I just want to be at home. I don't, and I do travel a little bit, like just left to saw like a Provo or something like that, but I don't want to be in an airplane. I don't want to go any long distances. In fact, most of my loads are 90 miles long. 90, 80, some 100 miles, but not, that doesn't happen very often. 
you know, and and driving a truck over the over Indian Pass uh, Highway 191, it's 9114 feet, I think, and uh, it's pretty steep, and uh, I get slowed down to about 16, 17 miles an hour going up that hill at the slowest part, you know, and it's just, I don't mind. Sometimes I wish I actually hauled more, more, um, weight simply because I don't mind going slow. <laughs> I, being a cold truck driver for the last seven, six, seven, eight years, whatever it was, you know, I was at 129,000, give or take a couple thousand pounds, maybe, you know, when I was loaded. And now I'm at like 104-ish. Oh, excuse me, 104,000 pounds-ish. So, you know, I'm I'm flipping super trucker at this point. But, um... I don't know. I just, I really, I've always wanted to be a truck driver. And I love driving truck and I take it seriously. And uh, I, I just, I enjoy it. I always have enjoyed it. Um, although it is kind of a lonely job, but I don't mind being alone. So that's not a big deal. So anyway, um, well, I think we're going to be done with the program uh, for today. I'll get into this other um this next chapter, um, probably after I take a little bit of a break, uh, and get this other one that, uh, you know, this recording up and then I'll start working on the next one. Hopefully I can get a couple of uh, podcasts out this week. So anyway, all right. Well, um, if you, uh, if you want to read along, like I've said in the past, there in the link of the program is a place where you can go to to read along, uh, both in a book and then in just the particular chapters, and I'll post that on uh, in the description of the podcast. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Take care. God bless. And goodbye.